0: In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Wayne has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and B.S.
1: Hello again, and welcome to another edition of Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast where Howard Blues can't pay his internet bills, so he's stocked up on AOL CDs, free trials from 1996. I think he's on disc 3,285. I'm the man, the myth, legend, Marketer not here with howard blues because his internet connection with the dial-up does not equal enough gigabits i am instead joined by a very special guest who has been on this show before and will be on this show again and is very timely in my opinion and that is welcome to the show big d how you doing tonight
2: I'm I'm doing all right. I'm uh, chuckling internally that you're saying this is timely considering all the heat you two clowns have given me about taking a year to come in here in the first place.
1: Well, uh, maybe timely because it was Howard hounding you for that year. I never said, hey, you should be on the show. And then what? I I asked you two days ago, hey, uh, what are you doing? And you're like, I'll be on there. Sure, no problem. I can make it work. And I'm like, Awesome. Fair enough. We'll blame we'll blame Howard for that one. So I, I, I know bad. that you're 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 coming to us live from a classy baño. So you're on location.
2: I am on location. Arguably, I'm here. Can't even say it straight phrase. Arguably, I'm here on business. But there's a no Just business drop going on. Don't worry. <laughs> You're correct. I am in the classiest of all places of a hotel bathroom because we are uh, Mrs. D and uh, little D and I uh, came down to the Twin Cities to visit family. Mrs. D has a conference in Minneapolis all week that she's uh, uh, doing, but it's like 12, 14 hour long days. So I got um, among other things that uh, I'm... Uh, Taken on is also bedtime for little D, who is right behind that wall. So, when, uh, especially uh, when here, reached out and said, Hey, what are you doing on Friday? I'm thinking, How the hell am I gonna, without waking him up? But, uh, so, yep, the bathroom it is. And since I have no earbuds or anything, I will plug into the computer. I got some AirPods, got my phone right there resting up against the run sheet. So, this is called technology It's weirdest uh. <laughs> oh
1: it's it's about standard for this show so I'm glad that you were able to make it work and of course if we get too loud you can always pull the curtain that'll help uh, minus another 2 decibels and uh, then we can just white noise it just turn the shower on, keep flushing the toilet it's totally normal <laughs> And ladies and gentlemen, all of our hopes and dreams here at the Triple B. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us.
2: <laughs> Is it's good enough for Supreme Court oral arguments during COVID, it's good enough for me.
1: Absolutely. So I'd ask you what's on tap, but we know that there's at least two of three things that are on tap in that room. And I don't think any of them that you want to drink out of. So uh, what what do you have to drink this evening?
2: All right, so what's on tap? Round one. i going to get a little... Uh, seven metal, kind of like I did uh, last time. I broke out the uh, nice big glass. Uh, I did not, you know, don't have that with me right now. But what I have is uh, so when I was when I first got to Germany in September of 2009, I was uh, talking to one of my fellow service members who just happened to be there and standing in line next to uh, at the bar or whatever it was on base of the enlisted club. I was like, "Sir, you've been here before. What's good?" And long story short, he points me to this. The uh, Lepa, in Belgian in Belgian Splendor. is in the uh or the Brown version is also one I uh, like both of them, but this happened to be the very first one. Uh, and uh, you're getting a little bilingual lesson here. Or for those of you who are less pretentious than either one of us, uh, caramel and roasted notes from dark malts. 11.2 if ounces, down to 6.5% ABV. Got my classy, I can't even call this a classy hotel bottle opener. Uh, I got this from my parents. Because they had the bottle of wine and we had no corkscrew in the hotel. So there we go.
1: Classy uh, hand-me-down.
2: <laughs> um, it's going back then tomorrow. But uh, yeah, this is I have enjoyed this. Beverage many times. I've never actually tried to review it. So, let's see. Yep.
1: Yummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yummy. So, on a uh, a zero to five, what would you rate it? What are some tasting notes as well?
2: Uh, Definitely tasting that... uh, uh, roasted caramel dark malty thing um i make it sound like i know what i'm talking about i am read the label you know, but, uh, definitely, <laughs> okay. a, definitely a uh, full body um uh full body flavor uh, situation going on yeah. an oral Maybe.
1: experience very good.
2: Uh-huh. good easily
1: 4.5 all right well it sounds like a tasty beverage and hopefully mm-hmm. uh since you know where at least two of us reside that you might uh <clears throat> Find somewhere we can acquire some as well. Mm-hmm. Just gonna
2: throw that out there. A happy
1: <laughs> Which we don't have out here because you know that would be a, that would be great to expand west of Fargo and Grand Forks, you know. Oh. If if G, uh Hal Gershman's listening, huh? Huh? Mm-hmm. Jamestown, Bismarck. Dickinson, we just keep it rolling west.
2: Huh? (laughs) I keep forgetting what's in Bismarck. You have to remember the last time I was there was in 2016 when we were going from someplace to someplace on on one of the eight million moves I've had in my dog hair career, and we stopped in Bismarck. And I think you and I and Howard got some uh, got some dinner, and then my dog took a crap on his floor. So I never really explored what was. In this
1: time, I mean that's worth the trip in itself. <laughs> it's, any any time a dog uh, leaves a present for Howard, then <laughs> we can just let it roll. It's good.
2: Well, well, you, big
1: <clears throat> let's see here. Since you're going with something a little darker, I will also. Go with something a little darker. No, I'm not taking a drink out of my soul. Something I've had on the the show before is the uh, classic Shiner Bach from the uh, Spatzel Brewery down yonder in Shiner, Texas, and a good standby for a good conversation with another good brother. So, like I said, thanks again, and uh, cheers to you in your baño. And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Shinerbach you know, 12 fluid ounces here. And this is the old world Bavarian heritage with the ingenuity of American handcraft brewing for a smooth, always satisfying taste from Shiner Texas at the Spatzel Brewery. The aluminum is from the Ball Corporation. Make sure uh, you serve it cold, which this, of course, is nice and cold uh, straight out of the Triple B Fridge. And I'm not seeing the old uh, alcohol percentage on this guy. So it is what it is. And uh, it's always good to have a nice nice shiner. Mm -hmm. Nice shiner, Bach. I like it. So I have to say, as we continue through Triple B, before we really get into it, you got to go to... BeerBluesBS.com That's our website, BeerBluesBS.com Again, Uh, BeerBluesBS.com Oh man, oh man, I'm seeing the ceiling now. (laughs) Uh, So, BeerBluesBS.com As Big D goes goes crazy a little bit. That's our website, BeerBluesBS.com Lots of stuff on there, including the links to Facebook. You can also... Check out our YouTube page from BeerBluesBS.com. Our link to a bunch of the audio sites. And you can listen to the show right there, BeerBluesBS.com. And how about this? You buy us a beer. All you got to do is click the buy us a beer button at BeerBluesBS.com. And aside from that, what if you want to pick up some merch? You can get some sweet merchandise Yes, uh, the pint glasses, perhaps a shirt, a sweatshirt, maybe some pants, a backpack, even. Lots, lots of items with lots of handcrafted designs at beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch again. Beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. Please and thanks. Gotta get the gerbil rolling again because, uh, Big D flip the computer over <laughs> or something. Now that we talked about the website, a lot. I'm glad to have you here, like I've said before, but we have to get some business out of the way, don't we?
2: We do a little bit of a little bit of trolling, I soon as the You know, kind of in our discussion leading up to this. You know, what would be? I you know, kind of alluded to earlier where how he's going to be like two days. He's on the show. What the hell? Uh, and and how how trolly is it that you know I'm going? So far, uh, you know, so far as to uh, broadcast live on location from the business center of, uh, you know, my on-location location, where I'm locationing, and but uh, the tech, you know, yeah, sorry, sorry, how you know, opposed it to me, you know, hey, you should be on the show a year ago, and then I finally did, uh, you know, 50 episodes in. Well, thank there. There's like two days and, and here I am. And you know, potentially next week as well should be, uh, the end of the be out of the country. And so I'll uh, you know, bring you an, an international on tap. Uh, I don't know how that will throw with you, but I'm going to get away. I'll, I'll find a way.
1: <laughs> I love it. We control how any way possible. Just like talking, uh, well, Star Trek, talking weather, And and he's okay with talking wrestling But really the other two Mainly Star Trek He's like I'm done Tuned out So we can hit it quickly this week And then next week we can really We can really hammer him
2: (laughs) So what do you want to talk about first? I was just going to ask you What is your If you had one Preferred Trek podcast
1: uh, you know, I don't listen to any Trek podcast. I don't, I don't really follow any uh, of the Trek breakdown f- sites or sources. I guess I will occasionally watch the ready room with Will uh after the episodes premiere uh, each week, but uh, that that's all right. Uh, there's a couple uh, probably five or six different Facebook pages that I'll follow for Trek news, that sort of thing. But I really don't listen to anybody else's opinion on Trek because, well, they don't matter. <laughs> what about you? Do Do you follow some of these other uh, blogs or sites or? Uh,
2: I listen to uh, on occasion um, I'm um, kind of stepping through it. Uh, there's a there's a podcast of the the Roddenberry Podcast Network you know, from I, I believe uh, uh, Eugene I Roddenberry. Was, Rod, yeah, Rod Roddenberry um, mm-hmm. uh, kind of heads that up as I understand it, and it's called um, uh, Mission Log. And they stepped through. They started with the Cage in 2012, and they've done every single episode of TOS, TNG. They just recently finished up Voyager, or finished up DS9 and went on to Voyager. They've also done the uh, uh, feature films. And it's, you know, they examined it for messages, morals meaning meanings and other uh, internal, tricky type uh, uh, messages that might be there. And they uh, discussed whether it holds up uh, today. I think the episode I was most uh, excited about recently was um, In the Pale Moonlight. Uh, mm mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, my favorite, yeah, one of my favorite DS9 episodes. But they, when they finally got to, you know, doesn't hold up as Trek as um, as Gene Roddenberry's vision, but they're like, yeah, it freaking doesn't. Because of all the, the badassery that Captain Sisko does in there, but it is totally not Trek. It's not the the Kirk and Picard, you know, we are morally, you know, we take the moral high road, even if it goes to our own detriments. And, uh,. Yeah, Uh doesn't hold up. It's still one of the best produced episodes that I, I personally ever uh, enjoyed
1: watching. I could totally see that, you know, with the uh, Gene Roddenberry vision of a brighter future and there's no conflict and whatnot. But uh, with Deep Space Nine, I think I enjoy it because it's more of a realistic take on how conflict can't be completely erased there's always something that'll come up and with the dominion war the place that they're in the ultimate decision to do what cisco does in that episode because running all the numbers every statistical possibility the romulans the federation the bajorans and the alliance will lose the war against the dominion so how do you pull or sorry the klingon so how do you pull romulans into this so then you have a better chance of winning that war and uh of course the other best thing of the the episode uh holding the isolinear rod
0: it's a fake <laughs> uh
2: memes aplenty from that mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: so uh i i I know of uh, the, the the podcast that you uh, have mentioned because I uh, got to meet Rod when uh, I was at a couple of the cons back in the day. Uh, actually, on the Batleth have his autograph on there as well. So, you know, add to the collection and whatnot. It's fun to get to talk to him for a couple minutes. But aside from all that, uh, all of their different podcasts on the network, uh, I'm familiar but i just don't get a chance to sit and listen to them and and same with um with uh, sirak lofton and uh, the late aaron eisenberg having the seventh rule podcast and uh i bought a, a captain nog t-shirt to help support uh aaron's or aaron's family after he passed uh so you know and it's sad because uh, I got to sit and listen to him at the conventions too. And, and he was just a vibrant person and he, he was just fun. You know, his, his interaction as nog. Yes. Nog was a character, but there's so many interactions just getting to see him when you watch the character from start to finish through DS9. Aaron brought the, the emotions out of himself. And his own experiences, I mean, like a true actor should do, but he really brought Nog to life to that other level, which I'm sure you, as you started Deep Space Nine, were like eh, this annoying Ferengi, you know, kid. And then by the end of the series, you're like, Nog is awesome. Like, uh, he's, you're pulling for him, right? Um, even, uh, uh let me see what is it under the the paper moon i I think is the uh, name of the episode where after nog has his leg blown off and he's going through rehab and he's having troubles coping with ptsd
2: it's only a paper moon yeah
1: yeah it's only a paper moon like that episode if you've gone through or have had experiences that are difficult for you to deal with, like that episode is one that you should watch. It's not going to cure you and make you just suddenly get things, but it's ultimately a relatable episode. And there may be something that helps you in that, that can get you to the next step. And, I I just I mean I love Deep Space Nine so much. It's, it's my my favorite. So it's just it's just amazing. But since I said my favorite, your favorite? Are you are you a classic? Newer in the middle?
2: It's hard to hard to say that I pros present count about them all. I think probably the one I enjoy watching the most is gonna be Deep Space Nine. A lot of it is, has to do with uh, the character development and the character interplay. Garrick and Bashir, um, Quark and Odo, uh, those two pairs, especially Quark and Odo, yeah, you know, pure gold. It had to have been a lot of fun for, for them to act. There's a lot of fun watching, even even now, after all these years.
1: Right. And uh I wish that uh, Renee Auberginois was still Around so that uh, he, he could bring back more portrayals of Odo. Um, he's one of the, you know, pieces that's that's now missing, just like Aaron, missing. But uh, the cool thing, and and I I don't know if we've ever talked about this before either, you know, on the show, probably not. But even over the years, is Star Trek Online, being. Uh, For me, uh, I've been playing the game since it started 12 years ago. And they, as the developers, have continued to add stories and different missions and features of the game, they did a complete redesign of Deep Space Nine. So it's as show accurate as they can get. Because the set for Deep Space Nine was a very small portion uh, of a room. You know, the, the corridors were a separate area, right? But the promenade, they would redress the whole thing and change the camera angle for most of the episodes. So you never had a specific that plant goes there that goes there. This banner hangs over there. <clears throat> you knew where the security office was, you knew where the infirmary was located. You knew, you knew where the, the specific things on the promenade were located. Uh, the, the singing Klingon chef with the accordion, they added him in there. And what they did, they used every photo and, uh, of the set itself and every clip, uh, establishing shot that they could to position it, drew it out. And then, redesigned it so then it's as show accurate as possible so you can go sit have a cup of racta in the replimat and uh, watch the singing klingon across the way (laughs) (sighs) playing the accordion so i I love taking a stroll there Uh, and of course i bring that up uh, with the redesign and the missions and whatnot because renee voiced odo for a series of episodes. So his character lives on Odo lives on through those episodes. Nog is a captain now, and he, he lives on and, and uh, has a bunch of different episodes. Uh, uh, there's, you know, Garrick and Bashir and Kira. Um, Who else from deep space nine is. uh all those characters are involved in one way or another. Um, Jordy LaForge is in, uh, there, and then you go into you know Voyager with Captain uh, Captain Janeway and Tom Paris and you know uh, Harry Kim, right? Like all, all of the v- actors. Have lent their voices to recreate their character in the game. So you can go on a mission. Oh, the doctor. Can't forget about the doctor and Neelix. <laughs> but they're all in the game. So you're going to have to. Do one, one, mad feedback. Mad feedback. Oh, you were just flushing the toilet?
2: <laughs> Any mention of Neelix?
1: Mm. I see. I see.
2: No problem with these and Phillips. Wonderful actor, Neelix, not much.
1: You know, he, he the more times that you watch Voyager and get vested in his character, he's not so bad. <laughs> he could be worse. He could be Jar Jar Banks. I know he's the Jar Jar Banks of Voyager, but he's not as bad as Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> yeah,
2: he, he can at least he can at cut, you know, on the, the quality and the you know, the question about will you be poisoned by? You yeah, know, well, different discussion for different uh, different minds. But uh, yeah, not not as bad as Gardner.
1: The 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 I funny thing about been it been is them. his cameo, uh, Ethan Phillips cameo in Star Trek: First Contact.
2: it's
1: uh, the bouncer on the holodeck. The,
2: the, 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 the that, that was a uh, a little, little bit. The bit player,
1: and I was. Gotta love that fan pleasure <laughs> the writers put in there, and the doctor's showing up, of course, right? Please state the nature of the medical emergency.
2: <laughs> and then, of course, throw back to the bones. I'm a doctor, not a doorstop.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, I do have to say, if you didn't know this, but Garrett Wong, who played Harry Kim on Star Trek Voyager he does impressions of the rest of them because, and they all know it, but because they spent so many hours together, he would start doing impressions of all of them. Uh, mainly Kate Mulgrew as Catherine Janeway and uh, the doctor who uh, Robert Picardo. Oh. So it's very interesting to hear him grab the microphone and, uh ensign kim could you run a sensor analysis of the nebula i need to see if there's coffee (laughs) you know something stupid along those lines or then he'll rattle off you know some one of the lines from an episode just 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 good stuff good stuff maybe so number one i think that uh, you and i need to get connected in star trek online got to download it's free to play so then there's that time thing i know so we'll we'll, we'll get that and then on the other end of that <clears throat> i'm thinking that uh, we need to go to a con together
2: we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> we'll talk I mean, yeah yeah I, I don't i haven't played it the- I haven't really been into gaming much for, oh, it's been a hot minute. To, to give you an idea of what that means, in 2015, I was talking to some coworkers um, when I was living on Guam. They were talking about gaming and consoles and all the things they have. They were talking to me, hey, do you, do you game? I, I guess, kind of. I had a PS2 in 2015. So they had yeah. for 10 minutes at a time.
1: It's, a, it's an oldie but a goodie, right?
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Well, uh, I I do PC uh, for that one, but it is available for PlayStation and for Xbox. So we we could get you, uh, you know, a, a quality laptop and uh, just play it at the lowest resolution. It is what <laughs> it. You'll figure it out. Yeah. But speaking of all
2: these, but I'm going to jump on to topic three there, because it's uh oldie but goodie. It's, a, it's getting, old. Keeps, <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> getting old. Yeah, exactly. It's getting old. It keeps on giving snow, because in North Dakota, why not? Why not get trolled by the spring season? Uh, last week. Uh,
1: and I think I killed his interwebs. It's like, no, you tried to do too much. <laughs> then,
2: uh, like, yeah. April 12th, give or take. Uh, we got 11 inches out in Brandports. Laramore, just up the road that I found out today, got 19 inches. And that's only like 15 minutes of the road from. Or 15, 30 minutes of the road. Line out in Bismarck. Yeah, there. officially yeah.
1: at the airport, it or, was, it was, it, was like 18.6 18. here. And I'm like. Yeah, maybe the average between the drift on the side and the center of it. <laughs> I can attest that we got more than that.
2: Yeah, you, I know some of our upwakes have lost their furnace for a few hours, uh, but it's uh, up and going again. It's good. Uh, which is good. It's only after not a terribly long my time. Everything was good, the furnace is now back on, good to go. It sounds like it sounds like uh, Howie didn't run into that. Was, was your house good to go? Or?
1: Yeah, uh, he he was good. Uh, I didn't hear anything uh, negative about his place other than him having to use the manual snowblower as in the shovel. Uh, down in my place, I got the privilege of going to my regular job all of the days except for uh, good Friday. So I made it out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday ended up getting high centered down the block. Dug my tires out a little bit, backed up into the driveway. And then uh, my boss had to come pick me up in his uh, big truck. Uh, but had I made it another block, I would have been fine, but it's it's what happens. I mean, even the power of the Subaru, you, you lose the traction on the wheels and you're not going anywhere. So had had I still had traction, I, I would have been fine. But it just kept going up the drift, you know, even though I was following tire tracks. <clears throat> but <laughs> are are you liking the, uh, the fun down in the southwestern North Dakota tonight? I mean, look at that. We have some thunderstorms, huh? Got some lightning
2: yeah, on there. Yeah, we're looking at some uh, some of that coming our way over the next uh, twenty four hours, or coming our way up in Grand Forks. Some of my colleagues up there are reporting on, it, and I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm down here, but well, I'll get back up there this weekend right in the middle of it. So I'm going to jinx myself uh, pretty hard. But uh, yeah, and then
1: yeah. Look at that lightning. All them bolts.
0: <laughs>
1: if, uh, the the funny thing is when I put out the the uh, forecast and I, I don't like putting out the forecast, you know, 5 days before it happens and it shows that we'll get 22,000 inches of snow or something like that. <clears throat> and and so I I I put out uh, the forecast a little bit what day before it hit or so day and a half and uh and then you comment of uh where's the rain snow line gonna set up and well, it didn't set up too close <laughs> i think my forecast wasn't too bad though i mean when when you look at it 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 was pretty close to to what people were seeing
2: Yeah, and that was one of the benefits from a forecasting standpoint, having uh, Bismarck-Minot in the area that it was. That rain-snow line, it was in between Fargo and Grand Forks, and we were... It was was teasing us a little bit. I think it ultimately stayed south of us, but only just. Um, So I was uh, (laughs) at work, and I'm briefing a bunch of high rollers on... And what the storm system is going to do. Of course, the first thing I do is stand up and be ranking guy in the room, we're like, Ooh, this, yes, before you said it worse. I'm like, this is going to go great. Here's, here's the thing I said i talking. Um, but I'm like, I, I hate to tell you that we got to wait and see, but we just kind of got to wait and see.
1: So, how about this is a forecast over uh, the next uh, about 70 hours? I know it's super, super large uh, for you on, on your end of it, but, uh, <clears throat> basically grand forks, about three quarters of an inch. Bismarck three and a half ish. Minot nine ish? Williston 15 Dickinson 14. I think, you know, in my, my personal. Looking at that and going, Hmm. Uh, I think that, uh, it should set up about like that. Of course, if it the low moves east or west, that'll give us a little bit more rain or more snow. But uh, with the wraparound snow, I think we could get an easy two to three inches.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. When I moved to Grand Forks in August, my wife was from Western Oregon. was like, "I want a proper winter." You yeah, got one, honey. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, you uh, you found one. Well, I don't want to bore everybody watching and listening to us with, with all of that. I'm more excited for thunderstorms. Is there something that you're excited for? I mean, you're not a huge snow fiend, I don't think.
2: I've I missed the snow. I haven't seen much of it. Uh, and, uh, over Over the past 13 years, haven't seen a heck of a lot of it, but uh, I, I, I enjoy it uh, when I when come. As far as, uh, excited about weather. Uh, I'm excited about, I am the forecast right, uh, because yeah, you got it. We give all these people the advance warning. You're able to do what they need to do to get ready for it, because I'm responsible for giving, uh, as far as locally, I'm responsible for giving weather to 3,000 people. So, kinda small crowd. So, I, the, um, I did not to have high hurricanes, I had to deal with uh, three other I never did. North Carolina, we got uh, hurricanes uh, while I was there, so, so don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about, you know,
1: so you're just ready for a little bit of I'm a change. Right and
0: yeah. I mean, and you've probably had
1: about enough snow this season to make up for all of the rest of them combined, right? Just, just,
2: just about, uh, we get... Ah, How much did we get? Uh, wait... Uh, Uh talked to talk to my colleagues about you North know, Dakota and uh they're like, Oh, you talked about Yeah, North Dakota has summers, you know, both weeks ago. Uh myself with that. Horrible joke like You like
1: <laughs> You like getting uh, three quarters of your snowfall in one event? I don't mind it. Cause then you get all of it and then get it over with <clears throat> unlike, uh, you know, last weekend and this weekend and we'll see what happens, but that's just it. The forecast is up in the air. We'll see what happens when it happens.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
1: imagine the uh the holiday inn interwebs is starting to die i think maybe maybe howard used the AOL disk that uh the front desk was trying to use at this time so it's uh, doubling the connection <clears throat> and pulling the gigabits <laughs> away from it maybe that's what it is I know for a fact we're going to make up for all of this pixelation and uh, uh, broadcasting from the moon <laughs> on, on next week's or, or the, the following week's uh, edition. So, will we have enough gigabits? Is there uh, anything you want to say to wrap it up for for now. <laughs> can, can you
2: hear
1: me? Ah, it's like that old guy who, that was at one cell company and then left uh, after he got fired and then went to work for another. Can you hear me now? <laughs> you probably be better off on your hotspot <laughs> At this rate. <laughs> Uh either way I'm I'm going to be overly excited to get to talk to you in more detail about what happens this weekend and see about all all of the fun that we're going to potentially have this weekend. So we'll pick up again Next week. How does that sound? (laughs) So uh, what you can't see is the live text uh, in the uh, rundown. Because I see uh, about 32 pixels that look like it's Big D. And uh, the Tron voice coming through. But he can type easily in the rundown and he can hear me just fine. So the wonders of the internet continue to amaze, but we're going to pick up where this is leaving off this week on the next edition of triple B. So make sure you tune in. It's going to be a good, good one as Booker T would say. And uh, as he says, he's going to end with uh, what's on tap two. More booze. And then next week, we we can actually talk wrestling too. get some wrestling talk. So Big D, you could try and tell me whatever you want to tell me, but I want to tell you thanks for making my uh, evening and joining me to especially uh, give Howard the business. More trolling later. (laughs) Perfect. It's a great way to end this part of this episode of Triple B. So, we'll see you again soon there, Big D. And now, as we continue this Triple B extended episode, it is time for a trip... Down under. Yep, you saw him. It's Farva. He's back. We're we're seamlessly transitioning to the Texan implanted <laughs> down yonder. How the <laughs> hell are you there, Farva? Oh, doing good, Kinner. How have you been? Oh, uh, I am pretty good because this uh shiner box almost done.
0: Oh, I see you've got a bit of that Texas flavor out right there. Well, unfortunately, uh Farva's Work today, and he's got to work bright and early tomorrow morning, so I've got the finest Sierra, not of the Nevada's mist here.
1: Now, now, is that uh, specifically picked off of the mist tree, only grown in the Sierras, and then squeezed uh, by hand to make that delectable drink that you have
0: there? It is. It is. The finest mist were done. They were squeezed... Jewfully, Jewfully, by the best, by the best employees that you can imagine, to make sure they were gently and squeezed in to get the lemon lime flavor that is the Sierra Mist.
1: The lemons, the limes, and the mists all together to create a carbonated, non-caffeinated tastiness that that you're enjoying. So exactly, as, we, as we've said before on the Triple B. You don't have to have an alcoholic beverage. We just ask you to grab a beverage, pull up a chair and just have some time with friends. So, thanks for taking some time out of your busy day and schedule as I know that uh, the the dogs are mauling you for their attention right yes. now.
0: Yes, I've been been gone a good chunk of the day, so they're 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 glad I'm home and so now I'm getting all of their Missed attention, but it's all right it's part of the game
1: are they just checking to make sure that it's still you and that you still have your beard or mm-hmm. if if it's real maybe not an imposter
0: yeah that's true cuz you know i think the last time i was on on drip b you know i don't think i had the beard yet i think it was still in its infancy so mm-hmm. you
1: yeah. you had a a wee bit of the of the stash but you mm-hmm. didn't have the rest of the business going on that's so. right Enjoying you look quite distinguished
0: thank you kind sir i'm uh taking on the uh department policy for allowing us to have these wonderful uh beards and mustaches if we want so that's where i'm going with
1: I i do like forward thinking about that because it is 2022 now so it
0: is it is but yeah no doing well down here in the great lone star state uh been been pretty busy actually um i know that uh we've talked uh recently we talked about how uh I'm getting ready to go to my own schedule which will be a first for me uh you know some of your listeners may not know but uh you know uh, shift work is always fun and when you have a specialized job like me you know it kind of gets hampered by taking the normal police stuff rather than focusing on other business all- <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it'll be kind of nice to go and do my own thing you know with the dog and not have to worry about that other business you know (laughs) yeah
1: i i definitely know what you know and then you look at that (laughs) i I know the camera wasn't on you but he's he's getting kisses yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, choking me up
0: i know choking me up (laughs) oh my god
1: I, I can't say that Orion or doesn't do that to me. He uh yeah you just overhear meow and you might hit me, be able to hear him in the background, but he, he looks <laughs> his toll thrown. So there you go. Throw yeah. that over But my what, what, um what what else you got going on? I mean you got you got your your misting of Sierra, yeah. you have the uh upcoming freedom of your own time scheduling so you yeah. can be on the
0: show more uh i mean exactly. what else is going on down yonder well unfortunately uh i think as we all know my you know my dad passed away a few years ago you remember that and mm-hmm. uh never i inherited his uh f350 uh pickup truck yeah yeah well i am very thankful i have purchased a um a beater car because uh my dad's truck my pickup truck tanked uh it's a power stroke diesel and you know oh, no yeah and you know it's getting close to 20 years old the fuel control board i think finally failed so um i'm very i'm keeping the truck i'm gonna find a park and get it get it fixed but i'm um, very thankful i got i bought a expedition a used expedition last year like around my birthday because man it is really helping me out <laughs>
1: Here, I was just going to say that you you were taking a moment of silence for uh, the amount that you have to pay in gas to fill the tank.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, you know what's funny is right before it failed, I just filled up the diesel tank. Of of course you did. Of course. Of course. And, you know, $195. And my (sighs) expedition, you know, it's an older one. Yeah, it's always fun going 80 bucks at the pump.
1: That's a quarter tank, right?
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> to
1: top it off.
0: Yeah. It's eighty eighty for the quarter.
1: <laughs> um I'm sorry, man. I mean, I, I have to say that I enjoy my my turbo Subaru legacy. Nothing wrong. Yeah. Good car. Good car. It, it gets, you know, decent decent gas mileage. Not uh, as good a gas mileage as the straight four cylinder because, you know, it is a turbo, but I mean as I continue to break it in a little bit, I could then uh, take it on the road some more, but hopefully be getting 35 to 40 mile per gallon driving out on the uh, interstate speeds. I I, I can hope because in town just kills the gas mileage.
0: It, it does. And, you know, I've been, uh, I've tried to be real ginger with my, uh, my expedition because it's the older V8 version, you know,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I've been lucky by just, just being real gentle on that gas pedal, I've been getting like 17 miles to the gallon in the city, average. That's that's, that's really good. good. Yeah, for a big <laughs> really? old car like that. Yeah? Well, yeah.
1: I'm glad you know how to
0: drive. Me too, somehow. <laughs> Do you, <Better> than a, <laughs> there's what? It was better than my squad car, man. That thing is nine miles to the gallon and it drinks the gas like it's water. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good old Ford Exploder,
1: you know? You know, I seem to remember uh, uh, a certain one that, that I remember uh, seeing <clears throat> that had a lifetime average of 7.2 uh, miles per gallon.
0: Oh, that, that are you sure it wasn't my car?
1: <laughs> it might have been.
0: It, I think it was. I think that's my average for the Canine Mobile, which is uh, I broke it, actually. I broke it really oh, no. bad yeah the dog has been on vacation for the last three weeks.
1: so did you find something on the road? Did somebody find no,
0: you no so physically the car's in good shape, but uh you know in you know Kitter, you you've worked in government and you know how it works when a vehicle makes a hundred thousand miles. it's usually when it's time to replace it right yeah it's a
1: good time to start getting rid of things yep
0: yeah not so the case with mine it's over a hundred thousand twelve thousand hours on the engine and Mm. a bunch of parts just failed at once and awesome it's it's at the ford dealership getting sorted out
1: of course it is
0: yeah because our fleet mechanics were like yeah this is some this is going to need to be a ford fixing so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know when it will be back. I know it's going to be back sometime soon, hopefully by the end of the month, but yeah, my boy, he's laying here getting bored. <laughs> I,
1: I, I seem to recall the, uh, the rule of three or 100,000, whichever comes first is about the time when, when vehicles crap out.
0: Yeah, no agreed. Uh, we've already replaced the transmission on this beast. We've, we've done numerous, uh, brake rotors and everything so yeah we're we're due for something but hey it's above my pay scale i just do what i'm told
1: but just do what you're told and, and i told. told you i told you to be on the show and here you are
0: i am here i am rain <laughs> <Salut. or shine.
1: laughs> yeah yeah rain or shine it is raining up here uh mm-hmm. which is really nice there's some lightning out there a little thunder oh wow I'm digging it. That's my kind of weather, you know, yeah. thunderstorms rolling in. You get that nice, nice rain, some light shows in the distance. Or, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah. Love I love like it.
0: That. I love the thunderstorm. In fact, it's about to start that season down here mm-hmm. in Texas where we're getting into our storm season. And, you know, it, it got started a few weeks ago and you would you would have loved the opportunities to chase because it was urban chasing.
1: See, I don't like urban chasing or anywhere that like trees and all that because I like seeing what I what I can see in the sky. Well, and then being able to drive
0: (laughs) to or from what I want, you know. True, but it started in the city and then you know shagged out into the into the county into the open Mm -hmm. area where they were talking EF four. It was a good one. Yeah, rolled through some roll through north austin i think it would it would have been your your type of weather event would have been the kdn yeah. news special <laughs> the
1: krdn eyewitness <laughs> news eight live on location yeah that that would have been good you know i never i never hope or want to see uh tornadoes running through an urban area or hitting homes and whatnot oh. you know if if we could I just love to see tornadoes out, out in fields. I mean, yes, the, the crops are expensive to replace and especially in this whatnot. current inflation, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, having it out in a field much, much better than having it in the middle of a town. Oh, absolutely.
0: Um, absolutely. And thankfully, uh, the storms that did go through while well, there was significant, uh, property damage. Hello. Yes. Hi. Um, Nobody got, uh, nobody got killed, thankfully, during those storms. Good. So, But uh, no, it was definitely, we're getting ready to start our season, and I enjoy the lightning, thunder, particularly the tropical moisture. In fact, I'm kind of waiting to see what our hurricane season is going to be like down here because they keep kind of predicting that the Gulf is going to be active. So we'll see.
1: It might be a bit moist for you. so Just a bit. Make sure you bring your poncho wherever yeah, right, you go.
0: Rain might be going sideways.
1: <laughs> I mean, if if you have that, you might have other issues. So, uh, yeah. turn the car back uh, upright in the correct move four wheels on the ground. That's that's the the ideal Preferred position.
0: Method. Preferred method.
1: <laughs> Gosh,
0: oh dude, the I interest- just remember I worked Harvey. So
1: you. Oh yeah, that was that was a a shit show. I it mean, was. from from the flooding and. Uh, the uh, storm surge and of course the wind damage and then the isolated tornadoes. I mean, that was,
0: that was bad enough. Corpus Christi and Port Aransas, well, Port Aransas took a direct hit and then uh, Corpus Christi, I mean, that's a city of like 300,000, you know, and the, the damage is still there. Even several years afterwards, you go to Port Aransas to go to the beach and enjoy the culture and, you can still see remnants of all the damage. Thankfully, it looks like the businesses have recuperated you know, recovered and, and moved on. But interesting stuff. You know, you and I are big weather people, so it's always uh mm-hmm. it's always an interesting thing. But uh right now, thankfully, we're uh current weather for me, cloudy skies, pretty humid though.
1: Moist atmosphere. It's oh, it good. is very moist. It's
0: thick it's- moist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's kind of the kind of the same here. We got some rain rolling through, like I said. So I'm I'm happy for that. How um, how, how warm is it up there though? Right now it is thirty nine and it oh, feels I- like thirty one on the skin if it were exposed.
0: Well you know, uh, I wish I could have that because it is well it's what ten thirty and uh she is uh outside is seventy two degrees. I'll trade you. You got it, buddy
1: will trade. I'll trade. I <laughs> I will take that any day of the week. Oh. Moist in 72. It sounds it sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was going I was going to say that uh, you know you're talking about hurricane damage and a uh, tropical storm in that case once it actually got there but uh back let's see it would be 8 years ago we were in New Orleans for WrestleMania 30. Yeah, And of course, New Orleans and the whole Gulf coast got hit by Katrina really bad. Yeah. And that was, oh, I suppose eight years, I think before we uh, went down to WrestleMania and there were whole neighborhoods still untouched from the, the aftermath and the destruction is just some of it's just left and, and it's, it's terrible situation. Uh, all around, and yeah. then on top of it, where where we stayed uh, in Gretna, which is just across the uh, little inlet from downtown New Orleans, yeah, just to the north and to the west of where we stayed in the hotel uh, last month, a tornado touched down and went through that area, crossed the inlet and went into the neighboring suburb on the other side. And that was an EF, uh, I want to say three or four with the damage. It looked,
0: it looked like it, I think I remember it cause it made the news and it was mm-hmm. the same system that spawned tornadoes in Texas and central and South Texas. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, I saw the night glow of that and I was like, Ooh, that's gotta be a strong three possible four. Yeah.
1: Now, it wasn't good. It wasn't no, good, but uh, it, it actually happened late enough at night, you know, eight, nine o'clock. So people weren't necessarily asleep, but people also weren't necessarily out driving around, you know, it was an evening yeah. commute and there was a decent level of warning for it. So it didn't pop up on the city and, and, uh, surprise people. Uh, I don't remember the number of injuries And, and I don't remember if there were any fatalities and I hope that there weren't, but, uh, it could have, you think about it, it's pitch black out there. And the only way that you see the tornado is in the, the lights of the city or the power flashes as it's taking out transformers along the way. Yeah. (laughs) So it could have been a lot worse.
0: It could have been a lot worse. And, you know, like you said, you'd much rather see these things out in the rural areas than in the urban environment because of the destruction and the mayhem yeah. um you know it, but still it's a it's definitely a form of mother nature that's you is it's got its own beauty to it if you think about it just watching it and just seeing man how some water vapor some wind and some you know instability causes all that to form yeah that's
1: the amazement of the atmosphere. When you think mm-hmm. about how much water is above us and around us that you can't actually see and touch yeah. is unfathomable. And it's all, it's all here on yeah. our giant ball that we're all stuck oh, on. Yeah.
0: The giant Until... that the landlord hasn't kicked us out yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still hoping that by the end of my life, uh, the Enterprise will swing by, beam me up,
0: and I can get the hell out of here. But uh, <laughs> hell yeah. help, take me with you, ma'am. I'll go work in engineering. I'll be good. With
1: <laughs> Great. He's he's gonna screw up the warp core. That's all we need. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. Matter and antimatter. Yeah, let's put both of those together without it. <laughs> uh... I'm not gonna cause a warp core breach. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and better yet, which which Enterprise are you wanting? The D, the E. The A, the B, the C? I I
1: like the E myself. It's sleek, it's long, it's technologically advanced, it
0: kicks ass. I do. I like the Sovereign class. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, nothing wrong with the Galaxy class, particularly the ones in the era of uh, Deep Space Nine, where they did a lot more modifications and updates to them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing wrong with an Intrepid class ship either.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good old old Voyager. Voyager. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like the Ambassador class. You know, not a popular opinion oh with the, the Enterprise C. But well, the just, Ambassador it's, class, it's a very nice-looking ship, I think. It
0: is. It's still a very formidable ship, even in the next-gen era. Um, you know, most people don't see it much, because all we did see was the Enterprise C. And I think you saw a little bit of it in Deep Space Nine, if I'm not mistaken.
1: It There was an Ambassador class ship, in the opening scene of the Wolf Three Five Nine battle, where that's Cisco right. was at, and that's the only yeah. time that you see an Ambassador class ship in uh, Deep Space Nine.
0: Yeah.
1: Then they, cool. they have the Excelsior class, uh, like yep. the Enterprise B. Yep. And, and the uh, Miranda. They have a lot of the uh, Miranda class vessels. They even have <clears throat> the the fighters. The raiders, mm-hmm. yeah Attack wings. Of course, the galaxy class ships in the major battles, yeah. and what would have been uh, really fun to see would would be more of uh, so going ahead to Voyager with the Prometheus class yeah. ship with the multi vector assault mode. Mode,
0: yeah. You know, that's one show that I think. You know, Deep Space Nine was pretty underrated initially, but it got really good. Um, I kind of feel almost the same with Voyager. I don't think it was given the same... It doesn't have the same cult... It, now it does, but at the time, it never had the same kind of following that next-gen had. You yeah.
1: Know? And uh, with it being now 27 years since the premiere... A Voyager, the, uh, Voyager documentary is getting, uh, wrapped up. So, uh, I will be in the credits of that. So make sure oh, nice. you check it out. I was a, a backer of that, just oh, like cool. I was of the deep space nine documentary, what you, yeah. what we left behind, which was really good.
0: You know, I think I saw that and it was really good. And I actually enjoyed how they talked about why they casted certain people and why certain things were done. And, um, you know, Picard, um, you know, I feel really bad. I've been, I'll be honest, as we've discussed, you know, I've been running ragged. Um, you know, I liked the first season and the second season. I love that they brought back Q. Um, I just hope that there's more bringing back some of the characters from prior um, series. You know, I'd love to see a Cisco uh, return. Yeah. I'd love to see Cisco to show that he's still there, you know, even though mm-hmm. we all kind of know that, like he said in the ending of Deep Space Nine, you know, I'll be back, I'll return. You know, mm-hmm. good to see him. Um,
1: Would you like a spoiler of sorts? Because obviously, you, you know that I'm watching Picard, and sure. and I say this as a spoiler, not in the episodic spoilers, because I'll let you catch up on season two. Yeah. Uh, and And then you can see for yourself, yeah, but uh, this was put on social media and promotional everything that in season three, the whole cast returns to the show for Picard season three. So Ooh. the next gen cast. Uh, yes. Diana Muldar does not, and neither does Will Wheaton but everybody else was listed as uh, returning from nice. you know commander riker mm-hmm. Deanna Troy Jordy LaForge good Beverly Crusher
0: oh Beverly Crusher oh Beverly
1: <laughs> yes They'll, why not Ben
0: come on.
1: Yeah, uh, and I I uh, don't remember uh, if I came across an article of why he wasn't or if they didn't write him in or whatnot. But uh, with him being on the ready room, mm-hmm. he's he's kind of there anyway. So
0: yeah, um, true. Um, now what's Brett Spiner gonna play? Because. You know, he technically data is done. D- He's
1: data is done. There may be a chance for B4 from Nemesis. That's true. B4. Uh, of course, this, uh, uh, how far along are you in season two?
0: I've gone to the second episode. Okay. I'm, I'm far behind, sir. Far
1: behind. Uh, I mean, you're only six episodes behind, so you're not that far behind when it all comes down to it. I mean, you know, the, the next season, which is the final season of Picard won't be out until next year. So, I mean, you have time, (laughs) so you're getting there, but, uh,
0: Brent Spiner
1: shows up and you'll see.
0: Good. Well, I look forward to that surprise because, uh, spiny, the whiny as, uh, as Patrick Stewart has called him, <laughs> the, the, the level of Hulk comedy from him is always epic.
1: Did, uh, did you ever hear the story from, uh, Brent Spiner of the pronunciation of data and the reason that it's data is, uh, so basically when they went into it, brent spiner is thinking well it's data you do data uh-huh. collection data this data yeah. whatever and he doesn't say his own name as the character right because yeah commander Riker introduces him oh you must be commander data uh-huh. well the first first scene that was shot with data was with patrick stewart Patrick Stewart is the one who essentially famously said and delivered the lines of blah, 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 Commander Data. And so Patrick Stewart essentially named the pronunciation for data and why everybody says data. Yeah. And in the second season, when Dr. Pulaski joins the crew for the season yeah that's why she says isn't that right data and then he corrects her it was kind of a joke to (laughs) the previous season's naming for it It, which nobody knew
0: no and you know what good little inside joke but it makes sense because i mean if you look at that you know patrick stewart and the pronunciation i mean even the canadians do it it's not process it's process it's not Mm -hmm. lever it's lever you know so it's not date it's not data it's data
1: <laughs> you take take you take this semi down the down the highway <laughs> mm-hmm. it's a semi not a semi yeah because there's there is an eye at the end
0: <laughs> yep yeah. oh well let's uh let's not forget they don't call them What was it the brits don't call it mcdonald's they call it knackers <laughs> oh
1: <laughs> it would take a call hit a mac say well yeah i'll get to me a
0: quarter pound eh?
1: <laughs> a royale with cheese oh isn't isn't that in uh france probably but probably. you know
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. it, is fiction, it is what huh? it is
1: pulp fiction yeah will <laughs> <laughs> just pull that one out
0: go either, either way, way
1: either way that's it, that's about the the fun that we have um i've been up and down with picard season two yeah, I I'm glad that they finally finished the last train wreck season of star Trek discovery because it, uh, I, I don't know if you watched it uh, without going into any specifics, cause I'm sure you haven't and that's fine. Oh. It, it, they call it, uh, what is the official? Uh, I think it's uh SDC, For the official nomenclature that they use for Star Trek Discovery, SDC. But everybody who doesn't like the show calls it STD because it's Star Trek Discovery, right? And the last season kind of felt like an STD because they didn't get to the point for the entirety of the 14 episodes. And... You have an itch to scratch, but it doesn't get scratched and it the want for it doesn't go away because you're like, please just make it better. And then they do something stupid like the opposite. And of course, if you want to know my full rant and uh, breakdown of the last season of uh, Star Trek Discovery, you can check out some of the previous episodes. But just to save you some time, if you skip scenes and fast forward, you probably won't miss a lot. Or just watch the first episode, maybe the second episode, and then the last. And then it'll probably be a really good season.
0: Oh, wonderful. You know, I, you know, Star Trek Discovery, it just, it never has really clicked with me. You know? Um, I guess maybe, maybe I'm just an old salt of the earth or whatever, but to <laughs> me, the, the next, the next gen era of shows, yeah,
1: where um, they, they produced it. it, it all made sense. You could do I, I episodic stuff, and you could do
0: longer form stuff, right? It and I kind of they would have done another series picking up where Voyager came back in, kind of like with Next Gen, kind of handing the torch off to Deep Space Nine, and Deep Space Nine kind of helping out the start of Voyager. Yeah. Um, Enterprise with Scott Bakula wasn't horrible, but it was kind of a step back because we're like, well, in the future they can do this in the future. You can do that. And it was kind of, and you know, they went
1: back and they shot themselves in the foot for, for two different things. Number one, because they went back before the Federation before captain Kirk. And they, they tried to do the retcon on the entire thing, which a lot of people were anxious about. And Mm -hmm. rightly so, because how can you make something look old? and low-tech in the future. Yeah. I mean, they tried to do a nice balance of it, but there's that. And then when it aired, it was on UPN pretty much exclusively, and a lot of places didn't get UPN, or it was pushed off or pushed later due to baseball or whatever stupid stuff they had going on. So Mm -hmm. when they started telling all of these stories in this long season arc you'd miss episodes or parts of episodes and you have no idea what's going on so people are like this is stupid because i don't i don't get it why why are they doing this you don't get it so then to your point it was pretty good when the blu-rays came out i was like yeah i gotta get them to finish my collection of Uh course but I also wanted I genuinely wanted to see them and give it a chance because I yeah. still remember watching the premiere in uh, 2000 yeah. and I was like, oh, this is it, it's the same, but it's not like, yeah, let's try it and rewatching them. I'm like, this This is way better than what I ever remember it. In fact, season three, the final season, even the back half of season three was some of the best episodic writing that they did.
0: It was, and and it
1: it gets canceled.
0: It does well and and I don't think it had anything to do with the acting. Um, you know, Scott Bakula was an awesome captain, uh, format. Um, and I like the crew. I just think that had they put it into something following after Voyager, it would have been way more successful. Yep, and you could have still had a lot of those inner plot stories that were going on.
1: Yeah, but they still could have ran into the Andorians. They still could have done things with the Klingons and the Romulans and the Vulcans. The uh, even going to the the bit, uh, if you remember when they did the terrorism bit uh, yeah. with the Terror. yeah,
0: because. You know, that's-
1: all these people didn't like off-worlders. They didn't want yep. or like aliens. Yeah. I, that whole thing still could have been a piece because uh, in Deep Space Nine with the, the Changelings in oh. the hierarchy of Starfleet, you know, they're on Earth. They locked down Earth. It was unheard of, right? There's all right. this stuff. You could still do it. It yeah. would have been cool. It but would have been good. It went back in time.
0: You know, and Ziggy, get been, me out of here. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is they could have made a movie and it probably would have been more successful. Like a solid production movie. Um, mm-hmm. But there's even calls now for a Voyager movie. Oh, I'd love to see a Voyager movie. The only problem is time. the only problem is would Catherine Mulgrew want to reprise her role?
1: Yeah she would and she has w- because
0: she's voicing oh yeah that 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 kids cartoon version of herself star trek prodigy, prodigy. Yep. Yeah. you know i watched it with my stepson and you know it was really good um interesting interesting take on where it's going but you know i like lower decks
1: <laughs> yeah the it's serious but it's satirical at the same time yeah especially, i especially i've enjoyed it
0: especially when uh when, when Riker and Deanna on the on the uh, Titan, Yep.
1: <laughs> blam 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 blam, and then when Boimler joins and they they show him and and Riker's like, it hey, just goes fired. and, and Boimler, ah, <laughs> yeah. um, Now at the last convention, we got to see <laughs> the premiere in a. You know, one of the sessions, basically, because it it started while the convention was going on. So not only did we get to hear from Mike McMahon, the primary creator of Star Trek Lower Decks, but we got to then see the first uh, episode of season two. So it was kind of interesting sitting in a group like that of a whole bunch of Star Trek fans watching this new star Trek episode be played, even though it's a, an animated, uh, there were a lot of people who were wearing, uh, the lower decks uniform all the way down to the boots.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think when you look at it, lower decks, well, one, the writing, they, they, like you said, satirical comedy driven, but they use, the format of the of the you know the rank structure, the weaponry, the terminology, and um, you know I want to say a couple of the writers from Lower Decks are actually from Rick and Morty too.
1: Yeah, because uh, Mike McMahon is a co-creator of Rick and Morty. Yep, and exactly. Zambia, so the primary uh, showrunner for this, there's there's a lot of that humor that's added in, mm-hmm. but he's also said that he's a huge fan of next generation era. And so that would even, you know, include the Deep Space Nine reference. He's a huge fan of Deep Space Nine.
0: Oh Voyager. Voyager. Yeah. Voyager, Deep Space Nine, Next Gen. It's all awesome. And you know, you know, I think we have to remind ourselves we saw probably the best that Star Trek will be until somebody picks up that torch and truly does it. Because remember, Orville by Seth McFarlane is heavily based on the next gen because that's something he Grew up on and loved and enjoyed.
2: Um,
1: and they have, uh, let's see, Rick Berman, mm-hmm. I think, is one of the main producers on the Orville. And oh, he was yeah. one of the main showrunners for Next Gen, our Space
0: Nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he traveled between three and, you know, um, he even did Enterprise too, which, you know. Um, <laughs> but it, it's. Uh, Those shows will live on in infamy as some of the best in sci-fi, you know, story building. Star Wars, I mean, to take a different spin, you know, because we got our Star Trek, but we also have Star Wars. You know, my kids, the, you know, the the far vets are super big (laughs) into uh, Star Wars, particularly Marie and, um, you know, the Clone Wars, Clone Wars cartoons. Have you ever seen them?
1: I have. I've just seen still shots. I've never watched them because uh, you're more of a Star Trek. State, I try and stay out of the Star Wars fake universe. I
0: know. I know. Trust me. Total Star Trek. And you know this. You know <laughs> this. But, you know, you got to spend time with your kids. They like Star Wars. And you know what? Who am I to argue? At least it's better than watching Legally Blonde or some other. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I started watching them and I got to give credit. At least the. Uh, At least they're keeping with the fake universe fun stuff in the Clone Wars. Um, You start to get some of the backstory from the actual movies that you were like, well, how did this happen? How did that happen? And you actually, they filled in the pieces. But uh, they're doing an entire series on Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm kind of interested to see how that turns out.
1: Yeah, I've heard mixed things about the Boba Fett series. Me too. And even Mandalorian of where they're going with it, apparently. But uh, I have to say my favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One. Yeah, I liked Rogue One. Like I, I, That is the only Star Wars movie that I have in my collection. I liked it so much, I bought it. And that Hell tells yeah. me something. It does. You know, like- uh, one of the reasons, you know why? Hmm. They'll die at the
0: end. Spoiler, a good, alert. Spoiler, <laughs> alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler um, alert. You know, I'm more of a Star Trek fan. Um, because like you, I believe in there's more science into the Star Trek universe. I believe that there's more brevity, um, humanity in it. Because, you know, nothing against Star Wars, but okay, Jedi Knights got it. So they have their ability with the Force, and that's just, you know, okay. Whereas Star Trek, No. Uh, some planets you can't go down into; it could kill you. Uh, yeah. Humans are humans. There are other creatures, other species, and it, it just makes sense in fact that Earth is actually a part of it, you know, in the in the spectrum of things. But interesting times for sci-fi fans because mm-hmm. those seem to actually be being made and put with good writing, good, you know. Um, Production values, whereas you know, back when you and I were going to college, it was all about Fast and the Furious. And you go, how many times? (laughs) How many times can you drive a rice rocket with a huge amount of nos and say, okay, what are you going to do next?
1: You know, they just announced Fast X, right? I mean, it it was on the docket to be produced, uh, you know, this year, last year, and this year, and then probably twenty three it'll be released. But I mean, you knew they were going to do a 10th one.
0: Uh, you know, I, I, after the first one, I was like, yeah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> good. I will You've say, enough I racing. Oh, I, if I want to do racing. I'll just, uh, go to the local racetrack and take my, well, actually no, I don't have any more. I had a Hemi charger. So, mm-hmm. um, but let, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble. Hello.
1: I uh, love it. The the frozen look of despair. Yeah. Just just the the shock right there. Shock value. Oh yeah. Well I understand it is getting late. We have oh. had a fun conversation.
0: Absolutely, brother man.
1: I don't need to keep you up any longer and we since you're in trouble we don't need to continue to dig that hole any deeper we can we can pick the sierra mist tree another day
0: i and, love for that my brother
1: and uh you know once howard pays his internet bill we'll, we'll get things rolling again it'll be a good day in triple Bville. heck and yes we'll, we'll get you going again so i love to. I can't wait to come back. Farva, from from the bottom and top of my heart, thanks for joining me.
0: And Kidder, same to you, brother. Always good to see you.
1: Good to see you, and uh, y'all be safe and uh, stay dry with the moist environment down there. And yeah, uh, we'll see you on another episode of Triple B.
0: Sounds good, brother. You stay dry and safe as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well. That'll pretty much do it for this episode of the Triple B, but uh, wouldn't be an episode of the Triple B without having talked for quite a while and getting in some cheap plugs. So, ultimately, number one, thank you for joining me and us on this episode of Beer Blues and BS. Number two, visit us online, beerbluesbs.com. Again, beerbluesbs.com. Everything and anything that you could hope for about the Triple B is available for you right now at BeerBluesBS.com. That, of course, includes our merch store. Just go to BeerBluesBS.com. Click on merch. You can pick up some sweet swag, including some pint glasses, so you can have a tasty beverage in there while you're enjoying the show. Maybe some T-shirts with various awesome handcrafted designs or a sweatshirt. Maybe a pullover, all kinds of cool stuff there. BeerBluesBS.com, click on merch and uh, keep watching because you never know when there'll be some deals in the store. You know what I'm saying? Also, at BeerBluesBS.com, you can buy us a beer or sponsor the show. If you would like to do so, click the buy us a beer button. You can buy us a beer or buy us around. Type a special message in there for us and uh, we'll air it on the show. And thank you for the round so just if you would check it out beer blues BS.com. aside from that on the website we also have our links to our facebook page our youtube page and our podcasts page because we have the audio version of this so you can choose if you want to see the video version with all the easter eggs or just listen to the audio version because you're on the go Either and any are totally fine. We're happy to have you along for it. Just if you would, please click the subscribe button. Click the like button on this episode. Maybe even leave a comment or a review. We'd certainly appreciate it. And uh, well, how about even share it with your friends? Because sharing is caring and getting more people involved in the triple B universe is something that we're all about here at beer, blues and BS. Uh, Aside from that, all the audio versions, yeah, we're all over the place. We are on iHeartRadio. Yes, if you have iHeartRadio, you can click subscribe. It's absolutely free to listen and uh, download the app or perhaps Spotify. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify. The same goes for Pandora, Amazon Music. We're also on Google Podcasts and uh, Apple Podcasts. That's, of course, through the Google Play Store and the uh, iTunes Store or the Apple Store, if you will, Uh, but we are available through iTunes. How about Stitcher or TuneIn or IMDb Player FM? That's just a few that we can mention every week. So, if you have an account with your favorite podcast service, search Beer Blues and BS, and hopefully we're on there, and if we are, Click the subscribe button, please. And thank you. So for the big D earlier in the show, for the Farva Meister, for being on the show as well, and for Howard for not paying his internet bill or just not having enough of those AOL discs to make it through another week. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it here in the show. Have a great one. Uh, of course, remember to keep a glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we'll catch you on down that old moist Tuscan. I can't even say it because it's so funny. The moist Tuscan Highway. It's raining out right now. Love it. So thanks again for joining me. We'll see you again on the next edition of Beer Blues and BS. There you go. Howie Blues gonna let it record for another little wee bit here and uh go from there
2: you have been listening to a ua production of beer blues and bs if you enjoyed the show help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice thanks for listening and may your glass never be empty UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Uh,
1: The cool thing with uh, all of this as well is that, uh, of course, Chris has no idea and so, seeing the video here is going to be his first, like, what the hell? <laughs> Which is maybe what he's also saying. What the hell, Steve?
2: <laughs> I the reason topic two is, is what it is.
1: Perfect. All right. Well, you're ready. I'm ready. We might as well get this thing uh, on the proverbial road. So, unlike Chris, I'm going to give a countdown. We're coming at you in three, two, one. Do I end this call or do you? No, I. I was gonna say uh, that that if you wanted to end, then you you can there, and and you can, you can apologize incessantly for for both of us, and and then you can go get two hours of sleep. There we go.
0: That's that's the game.
1: <laughs> oh, brother. Well, brother, get, get you fired up again soon. So thank yeah. you.
0: No, definitely, and uh, yeah, um, hit me up. I'd love coming back on the show anytime. We can talk just about anything, you know. We can even point all the times I was embarrassingly hilarious in our college years if we got to. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to do a whole series on it. Oh, God. Moments in time of Farva's history.
1: <laughs> the, the the best one is that we got the magnum out there. So We do. Now, we got the magnum. Now, now that the oh. story is out there.
0: Oh, God. It's there.
1: Oh, God. Is the, the missus oh, there so then she can see?
0: Oh, yeah. Can, see? Can it's see it. the magnum.
1: Uh, she ran away. Yep. She didn't want to see the magnum. No.
0: She did not want to see the magnum.
1: <laughs> Are we still doing phrasing? Phrasing?